Welcome to WFUV's What's What. It's Monday, September 19th. What's What is a daily podcast that explores current events, culture, news, and hot topic issues in New York, New Jersey, and Connecticut. That includes features and interviews exclusively from WFUV. I'm Christina Lulich. And I'm Nicoletta Papavasilakis. Here are today's headlines. Today, commuters may face longer travel times in Midtown Manhattan. New York City released a list of gridlock alert days just in time for the United Nations General Assembly. The annual assembly is a week long, bringing delays and road closures all over the city. Traffic moves at its slowest pace of the year in New York. It could take commuters up to an hour to move four miles down the road. The MTA also changed several bus schedules to prepare for the longer travel times. Other modes of transportation are recommended, such as walking, bicycling, and taking the subway. For more information about gridlock dates and transportation schedules, visit nyc.gov. More asylum seekers were bused from Texas to New York this morning. Yeah, Nicoletta, and now El Paso is hiring its own charter buses to make future journeys. The mayor has previously spoken out against the practices of conservative governors. He says they are not considering the quality of this journey for migrants or their quality of life when reaching their destinations. While Adams has stressed he wants migrants to come to New York, he wants to ensure they're being treated in a humane fashion. With the city's shelters being overwhelmed, he's even considering using cruise ships for temporary housing. New Yorkers are lending a helping hand to Puerto Rico after a devastating hurricane hit over the weekend. Hurricane Fiona caused a lot of damage to houses in Puerto Rico. There were power outages, mudslides, and floods across the island. Yeah, Christina, it forced many residents to evacuate. Governor Hochul wants to aid people in need as soon as possible. And Nicoletta, New York and Puerto Rico share a close connection. Roughly over 850,000 New Yorkers are Puerto Ricans. So, Hochul is saying the Empire State will always support the territory. Some ways local organizations are trying to help Puerto Rico is by providing rescue supplies that don't require electricity. Since several power lines went down, advocacy groups are saying there's a big need for batteries and solar-powered equipment. Blackpink is now number one for new music this week. That's according to Billboard. Yeah, their latest album, Born Pink, was well-received by fans. Almost 90% of Billboard listeners chose the K-pop girl group over artists like Charlie Puth, Marcus Bumford, and Maggie Linman. After a 35-year reign on Broadway, The Phantom of the Opera will be closing its curtains at the end of this year. It has been watched by almost 20 million people and has brought in $1.3 billion. But due to the decline in international tourism, the musical has come to an early end in New York. Phantom of the Opera will still run in other theaters around the world. Every Monday, we give you the FUV Sports Spotlight. It's where we feature stories from one-on-one, New York's longest-running sports call-in show. Here's this week's Spotlight with author David Moranis. In David Moranis' new book, The Life of Jim Thorpe, the author discusses the important Native American sports figure and his impact. WFUV Sports' Sam Borer and Will Grant sat down with the author to discuss the legacy Jim Thorpe has left behind and where his impact still resides in our culture today. Um, you know, he's he lost his medals 110 years ago. So, you know, more than a century uh, gone from his greatest year, which was 1912. I remember a century ago. Um, but um, he, still, he still represents something huge. I mean, um, in, when he was um, at, the, at his peak, there was a sense 
a widespread sense in uh, white America that the Indian race was dying. Uh, there was a great statue called uh, The End of the Trail, and it showed a Native American on horseback sort of slooped in the, in the horse. And, and it was meant that manifest destiny prevailed. Progress means that this race is gone. Well, it didn't die. You know, there were about 260,000 Native Americans at that point in 1915. And now they're, you know, it's, it's many, many, many more. Um, they figured out not only how to survive physically, but also culturally. When the attempts were made um, during Jim Thorpe's era, the motto of his school was kill the Indian, save the man. I mean, rid the, rid the Native Americans of their language, their religion, their culture, cut their hair, dress them in cavalry uniforms, and try to acculturate and assimilate them entirely into white society. But Native Americans were able to survive and to maintain their, their heritage and their culture, and Jim Thorpe is a strong part of all of that. That was WFUV's Sam Bower and Will Grant talking to David Moranis about his new book. And that's our show for today. I'm Nicoletta Papavasilakis. And I'm Christina Lulich. Check back with us tomorrow at 3 o'clock for more news, music, culture, and sports. And tell your friends so they can find WFUV's What's What at WFUVnews.org and wherever you get your podcasts.